Welcome back to System Ministry Review, the podcast where we have insanely annoying echoes. Uh, this is Bren. I'm Jonathan. I'm Pete. And with us tonight, we have... Pregnant pause. <laughs> taters. <laughs> Fantastic. So Taters... Spuds the kid himself. A, fr- a friend of the podcast, I guess we could say, for a while now. Wait. What? He taters, is- how the fuck did you find our IRC even? Oh, shit. Because you don't listen to us, so oh, what the was, fuck are you good for? a while for? back. Yeah, you know, he's been I, around for a while. He has been around for I a while. I think one of your members brought me in just to bullshit around. I think I did. Yeah. Didn't I do that? or No, no? I'm pretty sure it was mm-hmm. Kyle. It was before I had been. Yeah, 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 it was, it was probably Kyle. It was Kyle, yeah, absolutely. And Kyle, Kyle. was around from... So, back when I ran the Project Free shit, when it, that, that was dead, but I still had the IRC channel registered and all that. So then, I started up System Administrivia, and... <laughs> Such a dick move. I set up a forwarder so all of the members would automatically switch over to the assistant ministry channel that run the project free. Awesome. So that was a dick That's move. Good. But good stuff. You know. Super, yeah, super so, dick move, but it's cool. Yeah, fuck people's choice. <laughs> I mean, it's America. They can, just, they can just disconnect if they don't want their Yeah, stop auto joining. Free Hong Kong. Yeah. Yeah, free. Right, free Hong Kong. Oh no, I, I'm going to be banned from WoW. <laughs> oh no, too bad. Your neck beer might shrink. I feel like Peyton has more to, at risk than anything. Yeah, he has right, less right. of a life. So, <laughs> exactly. So you may notice I, my track has a bit of an echo. I don't think we'll be able to fix it in post. But that is because I'm in my new place, finally. Finally! And my office is bare. I don't have any soundproofing up or something. Sound you need tapestries. Or anything like that. That's what you need. You need tapestries. Yeah, I know. My point is I don't have any up yet, Peyton. What, 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 kind, what kind of tapestries do you have? None right now, which is my, which is why I, I, I sound, I have such an echo. Would you like me to come down and help you go tapestry shopping? <laughs> That's okay. I will. We'll I hit think, up Ollie's. I mean, you should I just mean, go to the nearest castle. They got good stuff, you know, cheap. with Harrison Ford and look for tapestries. No. And no, young I, women. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. So, so one I'm of the benefits is I also have a geek desk, which is a, a converted. It's it's really nice. It's motor driven. It's a standing sitting desk. You are required to post a picture of it on the twitters. I mean, I can. Geo location turned not be on. Too exciting. Of course. I no. Fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. It's huge. It's like uh, three feet by fuck. I don't know. Six feet maybe. Three feet by fuck. Is that an imperial fuck or a metric fuck? <laughs> That's a metric. A fuck. metric fuck. Absolutely. It's one tenth of a fuck ton. Yeah, it's one tenth of a yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice huge desk. I love it, and it is surprisingly quiet. Brent's not you know, used it, to big stuff. I excuse you. I don't know whether that's. Uh... He says you have a tiny dick. I'm sorry, <laughs> I got a millimeter, Peter. Thanks. No, I read that as like getting pounded by a big dick, and I'm like, well, Jathan would know. I can know, help with that. Hey. What that's. <laughs> hey. You've already got the bear office. So it right. Now, I asked him earlier, oh is gosh. it a polar bear, Not the a brown bear, a grizzly bear? This is so stupid. I, so dumb. Gay bear? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't even have, I don't even have the walls. I don't even have the walls painted right now, so it's, it's, it's pretty bear. Picks up your walls. <laughs> no. Pretty bear, huh? What color are your walls? What kind of bears Send nudes? Bear. <laughs> Send nudes of your walls? Yes. Oh, fucking strip that wallpaper off. It is cool, though, because, like, the, the guy who... The house was built in 1906, and like the paper hanger, because the I, I tore down the paper because it was terrible. But what color the, was the paper? Was, 
I don't fucking know. It's not important. Was, was it like multicolor? But, I mean, like, did it have like patterns? Oh my gosh, floral? shut the fuck up. I'm, so I'm my point is- legitimately curious like, because- the, Your point is unimportant compared to the paper. Underneath the paper, paper, I'm trying to say underneath the paper on the plaster, they wrote when they, they built the house and papered it and everything. Wow. And I'm looking right now at a guy signing his name in October 10th, 1906. Wow. So I put really like 2010 cool. just to fuck with people. <laughs> I would have, I would have well, it's, get, it's getting painted over, but still, I did take photos of that and stuff before that happened. Ah, uh, so. yes. Root still. destroying history. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's history. It's cool, man. They just don't build houses. Yeah, like but it's getting so. painted over, he says. Yeah, it's cool. Well, yeah. It's, it's great. Fuck I it. like it. Well, that's why I took photos of it, but also like... I'm not, I wasn't going to keep that paper because it was terrible. You know what you should do is you should what? get uh, get somebody like to take a professional photo of it and then hang a picture of it over the actual wall after you paint it. <laughs> I'd be cool. I think, you should, you. I think you should take a square of the wallpaper and frame it in a picture frame and then hang that up and be like, this was what was here. Wall, wallpaper's done. It's gone. I think you should burn the house down. I you do that whole thing where you got one of those uh, fucking Did you get insurance? weird... Rotary yeah. blade things that you, you have like to get insurance to buy MPA. Run around the wall and then you have to like fucking sponge over it to get the wallpaper off. You had to do all that shit. What? What, what? the? No, fuck? I bought a, a steam machine. Oh, okay. A wall. Oh, steamer. that's a much nicer way to do it. I yeah. did. I did what uh, Jaytan's talking about. Yeah, I. I don't know I what that like, cutter tool is called, but I tried both. To be Hell. fair. Yeah, yeah I tried hell. both. It sucks. And there's a reason why I stuck with the steamer, because it's so much easier. I'll share with you some pictures of my kitchen. Is that a Cleveland still... steamer or just a regular steamer? No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> nonsense. Okay. So. That, I'm yeah. already done with my drink. Shit, it's already six I know. In. Well, well, that's why we're going to bring it in now. What are y'all drinking? Jaytan, go oh, first. I didn't realize that was a segment. Yeah, so I am drinking uh, whiskey ginger with Bushmills. Mm-hmm. Bushmills, huh? Nice. That's Bushnell's whiskey, then. Yeah. What type of ginger ale? Schweppes. Because you never say that, and it drives me nuts. I want I Canada dying. Dry, but uh, they didn't have it today. Why the, the store? Why not? You should always have Canada okay. Dry. Well, he's not this the one that America. stocks the store. Okay, why not? So <laughs> it's America. Why doesn't he stock the store? Because that's because he because it's not what he does. What the fuck? What does he do though? Okay, Peyton, what are you drinking? I have Buckeye vodka, Miller Lite, and then I have something called Sweetwater IPA. Sweetwater. Is that one word or two? It looks like it's one word. Oh, is that the their 420 IPA, the uh, the the pot one, the hemp one? This mammoth IPA is dry hop to the gills, delivering a kick you in the teeth hop chop. Wow. This beer is kick unfiltered, as with teeth. all Sweetwater's brews, to leave all the natural flavors intact. The beer you've been training for. A this sweet... podcast brought to you by Sweetwater. Yeah, apparently, Sweetwater was one of the bands that performed at uh, Woodstock, wasn't it? And it's good until twelve three nineteen. Fantastic. I think you're thinking about the Beatles, dude. No, not there. the fuck. The oh fucking Beatles, Jason. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna throttle you. Take me so home. Hard. You're gonna have an aneurysm that bursts first. To the place. I, well, it's up. It, you better pray for that because otherwise you're getting throttled. Taters, what are you drinking? You know, I honestly wasn't expecting this, so I didn't. I didn't really dress up for you guys. <laughs> That's okay. Care. We've we've had I'm PBR. Drinking, so I'm drinking it's... a full a full glass of Diet Barks, okay, uh, root beer and Kraken rum. Okay, there you okay. go. Okay, oh I was my just God. drinking Fucking Kraken. disgusting. Yeah, guys, yeah. that's pretty gross. Of course, there was going to be. You know what I'm drinking specific. tonight? What? Nothing. Probably not Kraken. Not Kraken. Yeah, first time. Not... No, it's not the first. Did you time. actually it's finish just... the bottle this time? Or no, it's still. I packed. just wanted something that was cheap, guys. I, I was yeah, sitting at the liquor store all... tonight. Like I just want. That's cheap... all Brent drinks is just cheap. I'm not, it's not all that I drink. No, oh he used to God. drink good bourbon when the show was still good. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> yeah, just... that's true. That's true. Basil Hayden's. No, I, I think Jefferson, I think it was. 
But yeah, so I, I don't. We're we're not judging taters. Just nobody cares. We are. Well, yes, yeah, but if I'd have known, I would have popped out like the scotch or something oh, to piss we're off. We're totally, totally judging. Well, there's Absolutely. still time. Yes, there's still time. You know, we've You're got, right. We got about if an I hour disappear ahead of us. for a while and then come back very, very drunk. <laughs> I found the. No, Lefoy. just get drunk on air. Well, like I said, we don't have, we don't have sponsors to worry about. We're, we're planning on that. <laughs> good, good, sweet. So yeah, so like I said, I'm drinking a Victory Dirt Wolf again. I think that was what four Victory episodes Dirt I had. Okay, all right. Fuck if I know. Yeah. Come on, freaking uh, uh, Jesus mm-hmm. Christ! Blah, blah. Use your words. Spit it out. Fucking Drop idiot Devon over here, here knows every Drop episode, it. you know, and yet he can't remember when you drink freaking Blair whiskey. What the hell? I gave up being the idiot savant for Lent. For just being an idiot? <laughs> it's not. He's, so he's just not. an idiot now. Perfect. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, I hate everything about this. Okay. Painted. All right. So yeah, give us your tip. Yeah, why don't you give me your tip? I have, a, turg- I have a, a turgid tip for you. I actually have, I came across a website. Am I perusing? Am I browsing? And it said it's the top 20 sysadmin commands that you should have. Now I'm going to go through the list really quickly. Because mm-hmm. I want to change a couple things in here because I feel like they are adding things that don't. Is it from Nick's Craft? No, it's not. No, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, no, no. Because I would ha- take no. serious fucking. No, okay, no, no. I'll I'll put a link. Is it, I'll... Is it from LinuxGeek.com? No, it's or not. Whatever it is. Jesus Christ. Okay. Does it include ping? No, no, it doesn't. Actually, thank God. All right, let me, <laughs> let me, let me read the list. Okay, okay. okay. okay go I'm gonna ahead, do yeah. the top twenty, my the top ten really fast, and then we're gonna hit the the bottom the bottom ten here in just a second. So the, okay. the first one that they have is curl. Okay, yeah, fair. I don't know about that being the first, but whatever, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. So they say curl, and then they say python-m json.tool slash jq as the second tool. Just use jq. That, yeah, as like, the don't... second tool that every sysadmin should have, should know. That's mm, the second. In DevOps, maybe. That's the second one, okay? In DevOps, but not standardized. Right. So the third one is ls. Okay. They have ls, but not ping. Hold on. Yeah. They have yeah. tail. Okay. Hold on. Uh-huh. Now, and these are ranked by importance, right? Like they're intentionally ranked. I would assume so. Yes. I okay. mean, obviously okay. 1 being the most important with and 20 being the least important. Yeah, there's so there's some they, there there's some questions I have they, about they that. They have tail, they don't have less. So I'm going to go ahead and put less in here because I feel like less is just as important as tail, if not more so. Do they have more? No, they don't. They don't have more either, which is, you know, wow. and they don't have head no either. At all. But I digress. So the next thing they have is cat. Okay, cat. It's okay. Jathan doesn't have head either. Cat's pretty important. I, I use cat fairly regularly. Then they have grep. Mm-hmm. Then they have ps. Mm-hmm. Env. And then that's stupid. top. That's not even a command. That's a shell built in. Exactly. I guess a lot of these are. And then they have top. Some are. That's the ten. With my ten. Now their ten is the tenth one they have is netstat. So that's that's their tenth command that they say. And then their eleventh well, is ip address. Well, that's. Okay. So they're including tools from IP Route Two. Uh huh. As well. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I... As well as Net Tools and LSOF. But, uh, now they have LSOF. It doesn't matter. It, they both have their place. I don't. Whatever. Number thirteen is not is really. DF. Mm-hmm. Fourteen mm, is, is DU. Mm-hmm. Fifteen is ID. Sixteen. I've never used ID. Sixteen. Yeah, I, I've used ID on a regular basis, but it's fine. I've used W, but sure. Or get N. 16 is chmod or change mod. Mm-hmm. 17 is dig nslookup. 18 is ip tables. Uh-huh. 19 That's... is se status. And 20, uh, yeah. drum roll please, history. But 
Okay. My problem with this list is manifold, but the first issue I take is that a lot of the shit on this list is very specific to, like, your environment, right? Exactly. A lot of it, like, you can't even function on a fucking Unix system without them, so what the fuck is the point of including it? Right, exactly. It's... The whole thing's stupid. Your tip sucks. You suck. (laughs) I just wonder why there wasn't, like, Nano on that list. Yeah, Because Pico's better. Like, well, okay... Whatever your editor of choice is, honestly, like, yeah. okay, great, you Nano, can move around the operating Nim, system, but you have no VI, idea what the Emacs. fuck you're doing with anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you can see that was, stuff's there, you know, but good luck changing it. I mean, I feel like CD is more used than, I was like, say they didn't even have CD, you can't even move around. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, what's you the can really list the shit in your directory. And that's it. Not can, any other directory. You can list that place. shit all day long, <laughs> but you ain't changing to it. Go fuck they yourself. They should have just like, done... They should have done core utils because that encompasses CD, LS, sure. PWD. Yeah. Sure. I mean, obviously, this list was aimed at or people CWD, more rather. and around the experience level of JTAN as opposed to somebody <laughs> who knows what the fuck they're doing. You don't need LS to use a goddamn web browser. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you use it to find out where you wgetted that folder to, or that file. Right. Still. Right. Mm. You don't have to if you wget with an absolute path. Yeah, but it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that point being, so I think we can all agree that that list was turgid, membranous, yeah. intermittent tip. Jesus Christ, who got him a fucking thesaurus? <laughs> Thesaurus.com. Once again, I wanted to kind of, I wanted to give, yes, you know, something interesting. I thought maybe we could, you know, just chat for a minute about without, you know, going into too much about that list. Yeah, you know, but I had also that seen on bullshit. Twitter that there was this uh, the top six commands that every Twitter admin should know, and I couldn't find it. So, if what you, is a Twitter? Oh admin? my fucking god! Go fuck yourself. That a Unix admin should know on Twitter. Oh, okay, okay. I, I was, I was legitimately no, I, 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 I was <laughs> too. I was like, are they like? Are there that many of them? I don't know. Are there that many of them? I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. The the whole ops of Twitter is totally totally obtuse to me. I have no idea. It's obtuse to them as well, though. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever applied for a verified badge? Come on. It's true. It's easy to get. Mm. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You can be be verified really fast, Jathan. The podcast is verified. No, it's not. Go get yourself verified. I will. Report back. I will. <laughs> you let us know. <laughs> I will, absolutely. So I'll we'll hear it back from Peyton in about three years. Watch, this fucker's going to have 30 followers and get verified. <laughs> <laughs> Just mine. I have more than 30 followers. It's because he's not a risk to give the fucking check mark to. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he devalues the brand. Yeah, he devalues Your mom devalues the brand. <laughs> it's pretty bad when you can dilute Twitter. <laughs> I mean, you know. Oh gosh, there's only so okay. much awesome that right. I can put out, you know. But yeah, but back to the list. I, I feel all right. So the nature of it is, it's impossible, right? I think we can all go in admitting that. Fuck that. Calm down. Just, just calm down. They didn't even have RM, which is what they should have done to that. R- yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is also included in core utils. You know? So like, I feel like just lump it all under core utils and, and get. But then they wouldn't have had a list. <laughs> Core utils. This Top includes things, things that... like RM, CD, LS. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should have done that. Thus, this is our list. <laughs> if you don't, if you need this list, you shouldn't be logging into the list. True. Very true. That also, is true. how did you even do it? Like, I can't believe you didn't drill into your keyboard. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, well, so the, I know going into it, like, do. I think we all need to agree. Like, that's the nature of these lists. It's going to be highly specific to what. Like what your your environment that your system is. At least sure, I'm not yeah. a Windows admin. 
But oh, calm down. They have PowerShell now. It's okay. But on the other hand, you guys. That's true. We have yes. Oh, thank God. We have PowerShell to save us. Woo. Well, you know, it's useful in like mixed platform environments, but we'll it's talk fine. more about that in the actual segment. It's fine. Because that's, I would love to hear more from Taters about that. We would. Yes. Oh, God, you're going to be so disappointed. It's okay. It's all right. It's just like Taters just shit posting our podcast tonight. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Taters. Maybe. Appreciate it, buddy. Maybe. I've been doing it in your IRC channel for what, six years? True. Now? It's, it's time about to time. Do it here. Yeah, but I think like it, it is kind of bullshit, though, because like, if it is supposed to be ordered, that ordering is very questionable. That, that order I feel is, like the priority is incredibly is way questionable. Off. Like the first one is is fucking curl, which yeah. I don't necessarily think that curl is going to be the first command you're going to run on a box when you log into it. You, you know, know what? I kind of agree with curl being on there. I'll tell you why. I don't mind with because curl on fucking, there. Sure. I don't mind with curl it's being on there. It's default on more distros than wget. No, no. I, no. But also, well, we're sure, assuming we're that not... it's ordered, and we don't actually know that it is. Okay. Well, right. Well, but I, well, that's why I right. prefaced it saying assuming that it's, you know, that it's ordered. Right. So we don't know that. Peyton didn't fully report as usual, so we don't know. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? I don't know, though. Considering that LS was that far down the list, I think there's it's empirical evidence that it was not ordered. I would Fair. hope. Yeah. I would hope. I yeah. want to say it's ordered just because I want to be contrarian. Yeah, okay. of, course of course you do. Fair yeah. <laughs> Bitch ass. Well, I don't know. Did anyone else? Did anyone else? No, I'm ready to move on. You're ready to move on? Okay. I don't know. I think he's ready to move on. I'm the authority figure here. No, you're not. Mutiny. Mutiny. You can't mutant. What is the verb form of mutiny? You can't mutant him. You can't mutiny. That's all it is. It's just one word. I think it's mutineer. No. You can't mutineer. I would if, be a no, mutineer I'm, I'm if I mutineer. committed mutiny. I would not be a mutineer just to commit mutiny. You You're can mutineer. Fucking... No, the ear suffix can also be used for the verb form. No, it cannot. Privateering? Okay, let's all move on. It's not mutineering. You're Absolutely. not mutineering. This is why guests only come back once. <laughs> In Europe, they call it the. I, I, shit, I don't have a joke for them. I didn't do a Royale with cheese joke, but it didn't come to me. I just kind of opened my mouth and hoped that something cheese? came out. Uh, it didn't work. Rebellion with cheese? <laughs> they call it a Tuesday. They call yeah. it a Tuesday. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, let's move on. Taters, so thanks for coming on the show, obviously. Yes, thank you. Oh, yeah, regretting it already. <laughs> Sorry. A lot of fun. Did... For, I feel like Jathan had some specific questions. For the record, he usually does, though, but... no, I, well, hold on. For the record, I just want everyone yeah. to know that I mean, like, we've known Taters. Like, Taters has actually spent time in my house mm-hmm. drinking with me. So, if we're a little informal with him, it's because we can be. And if he's informal with us, it's just because how he. That's how he is. I mean, well, I'm Peyton's I actually children's godfather. No, so no, you're cool. not. <laughs> no, you're definitely not. Do so you make him call you daddy? No, they don't. No, I just make Peyton do <laughs> yeah. that. Okay, that's fine. Okay. All right. Well, so I actually don't have anything formal prepared. Really? Yeah, because the thing is, I actually feel like of the three of us, Mm -hmm. so just to give everybody a bit of a background, what we're going to talk about a little bit is sort of the career path and trajectory of Linux and Windows admins, and then we're going to just talk generally about Linux and Windows administration and how they differ and some things that overlap and shit like that. But I think my career path has been very atypical in that I kind of got dumped into a role that... I don't think most people would be in unless they got really lucky. What? So what? Just reading shit off the internet and what? running it without knowing what it does? <laughs> no, I'm like just saying. Often, like, how much time I, I didn't start Stack, Stack Overflow. 
Not no no, no, no. Jason, no, you, no. you've had a pretty traditional track. Though. Yeah, you started, I don't know you started though. Like, I didn't around with Linux in middle school or what? But I didn't start right? like career wise. I didn't start as like a help desk person. I didn't start out doing like very basic sysadmin things. I I feel like most of, sysadmins don't. That explains a lot because though. of how my Linux sysadmins, anyways. Manager when I first started as a student, sort of just well up and left one day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh i was fucking abandon your stupid ass i I was like a little bit forced to just kind of figure it the fuck out very quickly and it in this case was kind of some big shit for somebody in my position at the time so i I just feel like that pole vaulted me pretty i feel like we've talked about like us hosts i feel like we've talked about how we ended up in the industry before yeah i'm curious about taters taters how did you end up in yeah tell us about your life let's talk about the important thing here yeah me yeah right <laughs> you know so i would like to say so i've been a I've, i was a windows sysadmin for between seven to ten years depending on your when you want to say that i started mm. and i've i've recently within the last five years moved to security mm-hmm. so i would actually say that i have a fairly typical career path for somebody in security yeah absolutely but my career path is kind of interesting and i've, I've spoken at events about this i started out to be a personal trainer oh wow okay <laughs> like at a gym and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like... and you've seen pictures of me, right? That didn't... <laughs> no, they're not working out well. I didn't see too much of a future in that for me, so I decided that instead I was going to become a chef. So he mm. just went the total opposite direction. Yeah, I'm well, a chef. So I went to cooking school for a little while, <laughs> mm-hmm. and well, I can. Well, he's not a chef. Fucking fine ass cheesecake. I don't want to hear your. No, shit. I've seen. Anyway, I've seen the food that he, he posts on social damn media. Damn straight, it my Twitter look, is nothing but pictures of my food. It does anyway. look pretty good. So you never cook for me. What the chef fuck? Cooking never really. You never get the shop. Would you let him talk? You never. Anyway, anyway, cooking wasn't really working out. There wasn't. I mean, honestly, for me, kitchen life wasn't just what I was going to do. Mm. So I fell into computers because at a very young age, I, I worked. I screwed around with computers mm-hmm. and all of those fun things. I fell into computers right about the end of high school. Okay. Ended up in college for it. Did a computer networking degree. Went to consulting. I immediately went into MS or MSP consulting. Mm-hmm. And when I, I go back to speak at schools and stuff about it, I always suggest that that's what kids should do because it's seriously the fucking worst thing to do <laughs> in, in Windows Systems Administration is to go yeah. into MSP. Yeah. But I say it's the worst, but it's it's honestly the best because for the most part, those places just don't give a shit. Mm. You're going to deal with a lot of small businesses who are doing things absolutely incorrectly. And just be dropped into the absolute fire of business. And it's such a crowded field. Like, if you're not, you know, it's a good gauntlet, I would say. It's it's a crowded field, but I think that what I normally find is that it's trial by fire. Yeah. And to me, that's always been a very positive thing. And I've learned things. I started out as a help desk in an MSP. Mm-hmm. I learned things there that I still use every single day. Problem de-escalation, just keeping a cool head mm-hmm. in the event of an emergency and things like that. Did systems administration there. I, I moved into a lead engineering role, became a sysadmin, did that for a while, and then transitioned into security, which is where I am now. Cool. Are you, you're probably not because you want to say pseudonymous in the show notes. No, no, by all means, tell us everything. Obviously, Taters is not his birth name, but. You don't know that. I'm guessing. I'm, I, Maybe his mom I was do. Irish. I do know that. Are you able to say who you work for or is that verboten as well? So I actually can't say who I work for. That's that's by NDA by my employer. Okay, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. Are you able to express what your role is currently? Is that okay? Yes. Okay. So, actually, I have I hold a couple of different positions because at this point in my career, I've decided to, to diversify my skill set. Sure. Because, yeah. You know, personal trainer, chef, sysadmin just didn't have enough to <laughs> right. work anymore. Right. 
So I am a contract to hire, or I'm not contract to hire. I'm a, I'm a contracted project manager mm-hmm. for a startup out in California. I run my own security consulting firm out here in the Harrisburg area of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a network security engineer at a large insurance company, a nationwide insurance company here in Pennsylvania. Is it well. nationwide? So, it is not nationwide. Mm. Now, do you, we are not. Well, on I mean, is it is it nationwide? <laughs> well, that's I said it was nationwide. Right. <laughs> you just answered your page. Um, dum Now you also on, did man. project okay. management for a task bot, right? Well, that's yes. Yeah, so I do as a so I do contract project management for a startup, and I also do project management for the task bot program. Uh, let's say community. Mm-hmm. For the Games Done Quick events. Yes, yeah, and we'll link to it so, in the show notes. Uh, it's really cool what they do. Yes, absolutely. We use computers to beat games extremely fast. Yeah. Or at least they do, and I just yell at them. <laughs> oh, well, that's cool. Project management life is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to do anything. You're like the digital foreman, basically. Not even that. I just bid. <laughs> so <laughs> you're, people you're do really good at that. So you do a good job. I'm fantastic at yeah. it. It's my, best. it's my best job. There you go. <laughs> that's great. So you like where you're at now, right? Let's not talk okay. about Okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, I guess that's a good, you know, I, I was looking for a segue, and that's a perfect segue. What would you rather be doing? What would you rather move into? Or what did you enjoy doing in the past that you would like to return to, I guess? Oh, man, what would I rather do Good farming? Life? I mean, shit, if I could make a million dollars, like... Just sitting on your ass. I know, I know. Everybody has that answer. But no, like... fuck sitting on my ass. That's so much effort. <laughs> I want to, like, review pillows. <laughs> Re- like, okay. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask so you a this. Blogger, What's basically. your favorite kind of pillow to review? Well, it's your favorite kind of pillow. He's obviously not doing this. No, 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 no. As an accomplished fat ass, I like to lay around quite yes. a lot. That's okay. why I'm asking. I know okay. you're a fat and I have ass, found so that's why I'm asking you. that pillows with bamboo varicose are uh, quite nice to me. Sort of a memory foam type thing. Yeah. Wow. Now, are you a one pillow? That tends to be my sleep, are you a one pillow guy or a two pillow guy? And or memory foam or not? I am a two pillow guy, and I do it in a weird way. I do a cotton pillow on the bottom and a memory foam That's bamboo weird. varicose pillow. Okay, on the top. all right. No, that, that, how long? I, I also utilize bamboo varicose sheets because they sleep. Cold. How long have you actually done the security gig? Like, I mean, how long have you actually held the security role? I guess I should say, not how long have you actually been doing like, security. It's a five years. So right? I have held security like as a yeah as a core uh, position mm-hmm. uh, security title for about five years now. Yeah. Peyton wasn't paying attention, so. Do you do pen tests? Do you do, you work with red teams, or are you more blue team? So, you know, there's red team and blue team. I tend to be in the middle of the purple team. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I'm not. I I tend to actually lay in the the purple team area. I I lean towards blue, Mm -hmm. vulnerability management, mitigation, remediation, things like that. Policy, employee education, review, all that sort of stuff. Cool. Plus incident response and... Disaster recovery kind of falls under my stuff. Sure. Yep. Yep. That's blue team. Okay. 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 Very cool. Now, going back to the Windows admin stuff. Now, granted, you haven't done it for five years, and that's okay. You know, like, we're not looking for up-to-date stuff, because you're, you're literally the first Windows admin we've had on the show before. So, take you know, like, just give us what you can here. I still hang around in the same community. Okay. You know, we still, we still drink together. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, it, I'm sure it helps with what you do every day, too. Or today, I should say. Now, what... Hmm. I don't want to phrase this. What did you find shocking when you were transitioning into security from the Windows admin role? Like what what about being a Windows admin do most Windows admins not just get until they are outside of that field, do you think? So that's actually one of the reasons why I transitioned into security. Mm-hmm. 
having come from an MSP background and the consulting and, and heavy consulting focus, mm. project-driven, delivering within a certain period of time, a lot of Windows admins, you've heard the, the phrase click, click next, collect checks. Mm -hmm. yeah, yes, yes, we've heard that. That is all too very, very common. Mm. In the Windows admin field, the vast, vast majority, and I don't mean to put down anybody out there who is a Windows admin who you know knows their shit. So like, yeah. do you think that but, being a Windows admin is boring? <sighs> or was no, boring? No, no, there's, I mean, at the end of the day, the technology, the technology layer itself is the same, the same theories, the same mm -hmm. general problem solving and dealing with issues is the same between Linux and Windows. Yep. It's just the tool chain that you use, mm -hmm. right? You're going to pull open Bash and write a, write a script. Yeah, tool methodology. Maybe yeah. I'm going to pull open the command prompt or PowerShell and write something there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's, yeah, so obviously. But generally to answer the, oh, sorry. No, 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 keep going. Sorry. To answer the previous question, which was, what did I find shocking? It wasn't really shocking to me. I knew it already. And that is that a lot of stuff is done badly mm. because it's so easy to do it wrong. Okay. You can, I mean, the default settings are very, very, very easy to keep in place. And, and the programs and projects are designed insecurely to allow you to leave them insecure. Mm. Now, from a theory perspective, and you know, we're, we're probably talking past all of our realms of expertise here, technically, because I haven't written an OS. I know neither of any of you have, or none of you have, rather. Why do you think that is designed that way? In other words, why, why doesn't Windows ship in a locked down manner? Why is it so easy to do wrong? That's a good question. Because, I mean, I have like simple little gripes about something like fucking Debian and Ubuntu, where when you install a mm -hmm. package that has a service associated with it, it starts with the fucking default config file just out of the gate. And that pisses is, me off to no fucking end. not good for Redis, yeah. So, yeah, Redis, Mongo. Mm-hmm. Realistically, though, to speak to specifically that issue, mm -hmm. as you get to an operating system that is more user-oriented, and I'm talking Debian, Ubuntu, Windows, and things sure. like that, they're not really designed to put up barriers to you using the product. Mm. And that's that's kind of the, the ethos. And when they design it, they say, we want to make this as easy as possible for you. Windows Server itself, honestly, has gotten quite good with that. Mm -hmm. You'd have to go back, in my opinion, probably to Server 2003, before you're really rolling out super insecure systems. Mm. Okay. Starting with about 2008, maybe 2008 R2, and it's been a little while, but I, I've built out through the rest of them. They're starting to roll out with quite secure settings. And oh, it, it actually becomes a pain in the ass. And that's how I know that they're secure. It's like, you yeah, know, yeah, if it's more difficult, yeah. extra secure settings or whatever are instantly enabled. You mm -hmm. know, remote desktop is already turned off. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the general like tick boxes are already clicked. And it's kind of nice. It, it's, it's impressive to watch it over my career, actually get more, let's say, security or security oriented. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's good. That's good. Because I, so, I have an admin at Windows Box. Why do you think... At least a decade, so... Why do you think that progression has happened? Is it because it people to. are becoming more it's... security conscious, or... it, Or do you think it's because Linux is actually, like, doing its thing more? Or is that the lawsuits? I think, honestly, in order to stay... <laughs> the lawsuits. Yeah, I... I don't think the lawsuits are actually the problem because at the end of the day, Microsoft can come back and say, well, you didn't configure it. Mm, right. Sure. True. Right. But to say, I actually forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> what has driven the progression? It was a good question. Has it been Microsoft itself, Linux? Oh, why? why exterior yeah. things. I think in order just, just to get out from under, I mean, if your listener base is mostly Linux admins, they all think the same thing. Windows is secure or unsecure. It's bullshit. It's garbage. And it really... It hasn't really been that way since, like, Server 2000. They've been working towards it. And so I think it's a they stigma. Needed to, they needed to. 
I think it's a stigma, but they needed to in order to stay competitive in the market anyway. Mm. Because if they continued to maintain that stigma, there was no way they were going to stay work- mm-hmm. workable. And nobody was going to want them. Interesting. Mm. Although I think that's not, that might not even actually be an honest statement of that. Because Windows is easy. It comes with everything. Licensing is built in with you know, your server that you buy. Yeah. There's, it's a multifaceted question, honestly. Mm-hmm. Where we could spend six or seven episodes just going over the various little pieces. Sure, yeah. So, I mean, have you professionally done any uh, Linux or Unix administration? I have, yes. How would you say? How would you say that the two compare in terms of that progression? Like, do you think that Linux or Unix sees more of a sort of steady progression, whereas Windows, it's all of a sudden like one day Microsoft decides they're going to just fucking do this, or do you think that Windows Server sort of evolves similarly? You know, it's it's steady on the Windows side. But I think it's steady on the Windows side because it's constantly being hacked. (laughs) You know what I mean? So as you roll out the system, I mean, it has the biggest market share. Mm -hmm. So it's what people are going. Yeah, Yeah, of course. In terms of the Linux side, I think you have more eyes on it being an open source product. Yeah. That you have more technically knowledgeable people who care more about it when they're running it in the first Mm -hmm. place. So it just lends itself better to being, excuse me for saying this, more of a pain in the ass to set up. No, you're absolutely Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. People are more willing to accept that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It does. Although I think really we have, does. I think Linux has, uh, I think I'm delayed, I do by that the way. Sometimes. I think sorry. I think there's a delay on my end. <laughs> sorry, guys. There is <laughs> a little bit of a delay, I, I want to say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I think. That new house is fucking great. Right <laughs> well, the problem is I don't, I don't have it wired yet. So I'm running off a wireless bridge right now, which is a pain in the ass. Mm. I think Linux has the majority of web servers. So I think Linux actually does have the web server lion share, but I mean, obviously we don't have the active domain, active directory, whatever the fuck it's called, like the domain controller share, because there is no real domain controller in Linux. Free IPA is getting there, but it's not there yet. Well, not one that's as complete as active directory. Right, right. Yeah. And I know free IPA once, I know one of their goals is to completely replace domain controllers, which is awesome. But you know, I, I, it's just, there's, they have a little bit of work to do for that. Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, good luck. Yeah. But we do have web server majority, thankfully, especially with things like Amazon's web services, AWS. I mean, that's taken off. Unpredictably, I did not expect it to take off the way it did, but it absolutely, absolutely. did. So I, I definitely think that's yeah. probably causing some of the shift. I have noticed a lot more InfoSec focus on Linux lately, which is great. You know, I, I want the eyes on it. But yeah, yeah, I I don't know, man. Oh, and <laughs> Taters, I need to ask this. Is the active domain, or, I keep fucking doing it. Is the active directory domain controller default? Active directory. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Is the default for a domain controller to be public in the firewall? If they hook it up to a WAN line, is it going to be, is the directory uh, going to be searchable with LDAP? I'll be honest. If you hook it up to a WAN line, I think Windows shuts your network port down. Really? At this point. Oh, that's great. Huh. Okay. If you really? just if you just drop it out there, yeah, I think it recognizes that it has a routable address. Now, don't quote me on I'm that. Sure. Although he says it in a recording <laughs> on the podcast, we're going to quote you on that. I, we can I edit believe, it out if you so want. There's, but... there's a good number of actual things that. No, no, no! Please don't. Okay. <laughs> there's a good number of things out there that actually it detects and it complains. I mean, it complains if you don't have a static IP address. Yeah. Interesting. It's like, what are you what are you doing? You're an idiot. Right. So, <laughs> I'll be honest. I've never actually tried to put it out there. Mm-hmm. 
mainly because I value <laughs> right. <no> security. <laughs> right. But I'm almost positive I heard that they actually shut down the NIC if you try That's to do that. That's pretty cool. Do you, Interesting. Now, do you have like any sort of lab set up to where you, you would be able to do that? Oh. Oh, boy. So I so do. Yeah. Do you? Do you I'd really? be curious to hear, yes. to hear if, if, if you can oh. confirm that. If you can confirm that in the next week and a half. Here's the yeah. thing. I, I, I run so many goddamn services out of my house, though, mm-hmm. that if I were to actually do that and knock out all the, let's be honest, the, the, the Plex <laughs> server, people would scream. <laughs> so. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. You actually don't have everything we're looking for, by the way, just so you know. What? I just installed a 48 terabyte na- uh, storage array. Oh, did system, you? So give me a minute. Only 48 terabytes? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. It's in my basement, oh, buddy. What do you have in your basement? basement? You don't have one. Yeah, you don't even have a basement. (laughs) That's that's what I have in my basement. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Jathan, work doesn't count. I mean, I could give it a shot. I think it might really fuck up a lot of things, but I'll give it a shot. In terms of whether or not you could query the domain, Uh I think... Don't think you require any sort of uh, credentials mm. if you're configured that correctly or incorrectly. Mm. So you might be able to enumerate the domain across 389, 389, I believe it is. Yeah. Over the internet. Interesting. Man, that, that would just hurt my soul to do that, honestly. <laughs> Stick around after. So, yes, that's definitely <laughs> good to know. Now, what? I'd say what is the most common vulnerability you see in configurations assuming you know like a more recent version of windows server i would say from an administration standpoint the biggest like security problem i see is and everybody say it with me no one patches shit, mm, that's right true. yeah no that's, 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 when when you roll out the I system can actually it's tell you that we do but we're different that's because right, that's what you patches. do patches thank you very much yeah. anyway, anyway. But, I mean, when you install it from disk or from the ISO that you pull down from, like, Microsoft, mm-hmm. you're several versions behind mm-hmm. and you're several roll-ups mm-hmm. behind. I so agree with you that. can very easily deploy insecure systems without any issue because Microsoft doesn't recreate that ISO in the way that, like, a Debian would where you, you pull down the latest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're expected to patch it. No, you can. So I would say if, if I had to just guess at a random one. Okay. Oh, sorry. Yeah, there's a definitely a delay. There's, like, a five-second delay. Um, man, such a lag. Like yeah. Fuck no, you can, you can slipstream Windows ISOs with updates and release candidates and, and patches and things like that. Or patch and no one does that. No one does it. Right. Yeah. It is a bit of a pain in the ass, to be fair. But. Okay. So I say that. I say that. But if you're running an environment that auto scales mm-hmm. and spins up VMs constantly, if you're not doing it, you should. Absolutely. But from my experience in a lot of the organizations that I've worked with, I mean, that's the reason why Linux has so many web servers. It is so incredibly easy to spin up due to demand, due to whatever. Mm-hmm. Whereas Windows, I mean, you got to spin up the .NET stack, mm-hmm. you got to spin up the ASP servers. It's a bit of a pain in the ass. I mean, you could do it, especially with server core, but it's not, to my opinion, their core at the mm-hmm. moment. Fair enough. So, so I'm, I'm severely delayed. So someone else, uh, someone else has questions because I'm I'm not going to get them in in time. Yeah, yeah. So sort sort of a, a, along the same lines, but not really the same lines at all. What would you give as some advice to somebody who was getting into Windows administration? Not besides you know patch your shit because that's our go to advice for fucking everything. <laughs> Plus, but I mean specific to Windows. You know, maybe it's somebody who's even going from Linux to Windows. What would you tell them to help them in their early career? 
So we're talking early career. So like your stage. Uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my career has been a series of setbacks. Constant. Yes. Constant setback. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've stuck my foot in my mouth and said stupid shit and done stupid shit. Every goddamn opportunity that I've had. If I was going to get, and I do give this advice to people. I, I go to my, back to my old college and I, and I give talks about getting into the field. Honestly, Technical skills. Once you have the once you have the pr- troubleshooting down and you understand sort of the go to where the logs are at in whatever OS, I would focus on communication mm. skills. Like I know that's not really the answer you were looking for <laughs> with your team or honestly, with users or overall yeah, just communicating. I mean, look, as I say to most people when they bitch at me about how dumb I am, <laughs> I didn't get into computers because I like talking to people. In fact, I got into it for the exact yeah. opposite. But there are very few, unless you're in a massive organization, and when you start out, it's very unlikely that you're going to be in a massive organization. There are a few career or parts in this career path where you're not going to have to talk to managers, talk to users, talk to people, and do so from a position of somewhat authority. And it's it's hard. It's hard for us. If you're into this field, it's not a general thing that comes to you naturally, mm. at least not to me. And I consider myself to be the best. So. <laughs> yeah, we know that. If you're not like me, you're not the best. Right. Right. You are hardly the best, sir. Peyton, what do you have for taters? What do you do for education? Do you do certs? Do you go to conferences? What RFCs or manuals do you read? How do you keep yourself informed and aware of things? That's a good question. So, Thank you. Thank I, you very much. I was always, until very recently, I'm, I'm actually still, I'm a very anti-cert person. Now, I hold some, but I only do that out of necessity. Mm-hmm in order to get that piece of paper that says that I know what I've already known sure. for six years, right? I have found, you have to understand your, your learning, the way that you benefit the most from learning. Are you a visual learner? Are you an audio, audio learner? Are you a kinesthetic learner? And I'm kinesthetic. I, I like to learn with my hands. And I have always found test labbing to be my absolute best way to stay relevant. Mm-hmm. Know the news, know what's coming out build it in a lab, and break mm-hmm. it. And I firmly believe that you need to break something and work through it in order to understand it in any yeah. way. Now, I understand that. I have my own lab. I mean, most of us here have our, have our own labs as well. That's because you're oh not my God. Yeah, right. So <laughs> That's uh, the first time you ever said that to me. What actually... I know. You got it on recording, too. <laughs> in your lab, what is the thing that you work on in your lab the most that, like, is the... Maybe not the thing that you want to learn, but like thing, the thing that makes you... I don't know, relax after a long day of, of doing the same thing. You know, what's the thing in your lab that you do that you're like, I can do this and this is great and it makes me feel good and I'm, you know, not stressed out. Like, what's that one yeah, thing? Yeah, like, what's a do? fun Windows admin project? Or not not even a Windows admin. Like, what's a fun thing that you do for your lab on a regular basis or, you know, whatever? Oh, shit. I mean, look, in this mm-hmm. career, I'm sure you guys have talked about it before. Have you, have you ever covered burnout sort of, in any yeah. of your shots? Sort of, yeah. any of your shows? A little bit. I don't. I legitimately don't. I don't come back and log into my home lab for fun. In fact, at this point in my career, it's kind of a slog. I got to push myself Mm. to do it. That being said, just over the last two weeks, I have 100% rebuilt my home environment. Mm. And for me, what I'm focusing on right now is cloud integration and SDN. I want to focus on automation through like Chef and Puppet and things like that, and maybe even auto-scaling web services. So to me, what gets me to actually log in to my, you know, ESX hosts or whatever is the prospect of a new project. I like a challenge. I like learning. And as long as I have a set goal, for example, rebuilding my Active Directory domain, 
my current like major project that I'm doing is I have probably 20 Linux servers over here and probably 15 Windows. And I want them all to talk to the same Active Directory domain, which isn't the most typical com configuration, but I like that. I want that. I want my win Linux servers to authenticate to my AD domain. And that's fun yeah. for me. Because Are you I'm using here. Kerberos for that? I actually haven't gotten too far. I've, I've actually been evaluating different options for it at this moment. Yeah, back when that, I did that's, that, the research stage is kind of fun. Yeah, well, back when yeah, I did so, that, I was using. No, that. fuck you! It's my turn. <laughs> my gosh! Wow, douchebag! <laughs> so <laughs> I love this lag. Yeah, where I work, I know you don't listen to the fucking podcast because you're a douche. But where I work, we have an Active Directory that we I don't personally maintain or have any real control over, but I do authenticate against it. And we primarily use Kerberos for that. And in my opinion, it's cleaner than using LDAP. I'll be honest, that'll probably be the way I go, simply because AD speaks Kerberos. Right, so exactly. We'll see and how it works. And if you don't need, the one thing I'll say, anything I'm using SMB for, like actual file sharing, I do use LDAP. But otherwise, actual like logins via like secure shell or web services, almost all Kerberos. Yeah, and that's, that's going to be more complicated, I think, than using LDAP to set up and that appeals to me. I want it to be complicated. Yeah, Kerberos is fucking hard. I want to fucking, yeah. I want to fucking hate myself when I try to come back and troubleshoot well, this two years you know. from now. <laughs> so the question, the other question I have for you, and this is a follow-on, is what is the challenge for you that you're working on? Something that that you work on as as something to improve yourself with? Like, you know, do you have a? You don't have to be specific if you want to, but like, what's like. What are you struggling with on a daily basis that like is kind of frustrating you? Like, not necessarily that you want help or whatever, but like like something that you're working on is like, oh my god, I wish I could just, you know, if I get this sorted out, I'd be happy for a little bit. You know, like what's what's a challenge for you right now? Shit, I mean, besides dealing with the Jay problem Thon with this basis, is, well, I don't deal with him on a daily basis. That's my happy place. <laughs> it's just fucking with him on the, on the internet. Here's the thing for me, and I just said this to the VP of IT at my company right now. Technical stuff. I got that. I do it in my sleep. It doesn't, I don't mean to sound, you know, pompous. I, I, I truly believe I don't believe, I don't know anything, but to implement a product or a project or build out an environment, I do that in my fucking sleep. It's so simple to me. To me, the stuff that I'm really, truly struggling with is the soft skills. I mentioned huh. communication yeah. earlier, perspective, context, things like that, that just don't come naturally to me that I seriously have to work with reading a room, understanding that making the joke that I'm about to is totally inappropriate because the board members <laughs> are sitting there. Mm. You know, things like that is what truly bothers me. But from a technical standpoint, things that are getting to me at the moment, in terms of my primary employer, nothing. Most of the stuff we have here is solve problems. It's just finding the correct solution to them because most solve problems have multiple solutions. From a consulting standpoint, I was dealing with a lot of pain with storage personally and in a consulting Capacity. Oh, then you need uh, Jathan. If you need help, uh, Jathan is a consultant. Well, no, be because you. it's funny. I actually asked Jathan, and he didn't give me the answer. <laughs> okay, I offered sound advice for troubleshooting your problem, you douche. <laughs> yes, and you didn't even remotely talk about, I don't know, the RAID controller, <laughs> which didn't support the drive. That's because I was for to 18 fucking minutes straight, you were like, it's not hardware. It's not hardware. To be fair, you asked me directly, and I didn't even hardware. think about that. Yeah. No, no, it was, it was, okay, honestly, that was a really weird problem. Yeah. Generally, when your RAID controller is not going to support the drives, it won't fucking right. see them, index sure. them, sure, sure. initialize them, let you pass them through to an OS, and then let you write to them, <laughs> the fucker. God damn, I spent so much goddamn time on my personal storage array with that, and then <laughs> controlled it over to a client who wanted some storage as well. 
That is totally non-standard and non-supported. My company does not support utilizing hardware in a way that it should not be done and not supported. But, I mean, needs yeah, must. right. <laughs> and if a client wants to pay me a couple grand in order to install something, I'm going to give them all of the information about how this isn't going to work and not right and not supported, and I'm not going to support it, but I'll still do what it. What is <laughs> the absolute suckiest job that you've had to do with Windows? All of it. Like install or, you know, configuration or like, like, is there a place that you went to and they're like, yes, we all use one account and we're all domain admins. Like, like, is there something like that that you have that's, that you've had to deal with? I mean, that isn't, is a nightmare scenario, right? That's happened to me several times. Which is terrifying in and of itself, first of all. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. It was a hospital. All domain admins? (laughs) Yeah. But that's honestly Mm -hmm. old hat. That's not the worst thing. I think some of the worst parts of Windows administration are standardization across platforms. Generally, I find companies, because Windows is so readily available and so easy to get, you can walk into Best Buy, pick up six laptops, and they can all be completely different, you know, the Mm. lowest that you could purchase, and then give them to your users. They don't all talk together. There's 17 fucking thousand different (laughs) licenses, and they all differentiate only in the enterprise spectrum. Let's talk about Windows 10 Enterprise versus Windows 10 Professional. Mm. Fuckers. That one pisses me off to no end. Handling all that stup- the stupidity that comes from the ease of access. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, patching. Patching sucks unless you have something like SCCM or WSOS. Yeah, yeah. SCCM's pretty recent, right? It's, what, two years? Three years? SCCM's been around really? quite some time. Because last yeah. I knew, you needed the Windows Update server. But so, I haven't, again, I haven't touched a Windows Server box in years. I believe SCCM is like WSOS on steroids because it can handle outside packages that aren't Windows. So you yeah, can handle I've heard like that. pushing out software. Mm-hmm. Okay. Windows has the tools to make things very easy and very wonderful, mm-hmm. but nobody wants How to How often them. have you used <laughs> SCCM or, or SCOM, as we've called it at, at where I work? I haven't used that in, oh, it's, it's been a fucking long time, honestly. WSUS tends to be the more common well, one. Let me ask you into. this. Which would you rather push out updates for like a, like via GPO or would you rather use WSS, SUS, or SCOM? <sighs> that's a that's a good question. Because and just to piggyback onto this, Jathan had a, a fellow employee who came into work one day and his Windows seven laptop had rebooted into Windows ten. You know? So like <laughs> how do Man, you I've seen that. I've done that. I've been the person. How, that how do you or <laughs> Seven to eight for me. Control patches, I guess. How, what was your what's your preferred method of controlling patches to uh, Windows boxes? My, pr- if, my if you were the preferred guy method, doing that. if I was the guy, it would be a mix of WSUS and SCOM because it controls. I like SCCM. What did I call it? SCOM. That's retarded. I like <laughs> SCCM because it controls mm-hmm. external packages. I, I like the control I get over that. Yeah. But bog standard WSUS is generally what I start with. It's like. If I come into an organization that's not doing patching, it's like, you're going to get WSUS now. Mm. Okay, mm. so do you enforce a, a nightly reboot? Like, say you walked into a situation where they weren't patching, and you wanted to bring them up to snuff and also get them sorted. Like, would you enable, like, nightly rebooting? Would you have them do, you know, like, AD and then force patches? Like, what would you like? Give us a, just a brief rundown. Like, what would you what you would do in a situation like that where they, they haven't patched in twelve years? You know, and they're running two thousand three or whatever on everything, and like Vista. So generally, in scenario, <laughs> leave. <laughs> uh, but uh, 
in you can't in leave scenarios like that. You can't leave. You gotta stay. <laughs> if you've not, if your people haven't patched in, let's say, let's say a couple of years, one of the biggest things you have to understand is that there's a stigma against it in yeah. that organization. Right. I'm coming in to an organization that has deep-seated fear right. against updates. Something happened in the past that broke shit. Because when Windows ships, it automatically updates. Right. So somebody went in and disabled that. And they did that for a reason. They did it whether they were, you know, 50 years old and back in fucking Windows 98, it broke something and blue screened 17 computers. And that was the worst thing they've ever dealt with. So they just turn it off now as a matter of fact, of course. Sure, sure. So I, the first thing you've really got to underdo is, or got to do is understand what the problem is, where the, the pain point is. Then you have to understand the environment. Can my environment support nightly updates? It might not. I mean, my current company is 100% laptops. And we take them home. Interesting. Interesting. So, you know, that's that provides a different layer to it. So we don't even use WSUS with that situation. We use an external patching program because we now need to push to them during the day. Sure. And now we need to provide them with updates that say, hey, you're going to reboot in an hour. You can postpone this twice, but it's going to fucking happen, buddy. (laughs) But on the other hand, I've worked in financial institutions that have all desktops, all plugged in, never going home. And we reboot them at 4 o'clock in the morning for patches every day. Send awake on LAN packet to make sure everything's on right before WSOS yeah. runs out. So it, it's extremely, extremely circumstantial. But you have to understand the business before you do that because if you don't, you're going to do something that's going to completely, well, what the hell <laughs> And immediately just do, kill your good so with your So to piggyback on that, do you find that there's a big stigma with rolling patches? I mean, you know, there's this whole thing with like, you know, some of the... Windows updates come out and it erases files and like removes things that shouldn't be removed. Do you find that there's a stigma with that uh, in your day to day? Absolutely, absolutely. Day to day, I am arguing. Constantly. I mean, the, the argument Even is always for company. patching. You want to be patched. I mean, things come out and happen, and you know, like uh, the, yeah, but you spe- want to patch intelligently. Oh, well, sure, absolutely. If that's not an incorrect statement. You want to patch and if you yeah, find you don't that an update patches on something, but at the same time, like you know, my threat has always been this to my infrastructure team at my current organization. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. You don't want me doing patches, mm-hmm. and they always look at me kind of funny because I say, well, that's and true. I tell them, I'm going to push you know, them all. Yeah. I'm going to push them all, and right. you're going to get right, the phone right, calls. Right. So you're either going to do it right, or I'm going to do it, and you don't want me to do it. And that's generally, I mean, I have the backing of management, so. <laughs> I kind of have a little bit of leeway with that. I mean, that realistically, one. there should be there should be somebody doing the patches. There should be somebody validating the patches on a test system. Once a test system is, test system is patched, then you move it to stage or what have you. Once stage is validated, you move it to prod and you give it a burning period. And then, hey, you know, hey, we're good. Okay, we can keep moving on. Whatever, you know. And I generally operate probably two to three weeks behind the most recent patches. And my servers differ in policy from my desktops. Or my, okay. my users. So there's different different procedures that I follow. You know, servers, I have a server testing group. We test them a certain way. Whereas users, I rolled it out to users, and they're in a testing group, and they have to determine whether or not things are working. And then I roll it out to a bigger testing group because I know that my initial testing group just ignored me. <laughs> Patching policy can be complex, or it can be my way, which is I'm going to roll it to everything, and you're going to get mm-hmm. the phone calls. Mm-hmm. This is... No, never mind. Forget it. I forget. <laughs> Fuck it all. What is your thoughts on BYOD, bring your own device? Uh, if Joe Blow, yep. uh, Joe Blow fucking salesman wants to bring in his XP Toshiba satellite 
Or even just connect his iPhone to the work Wi-Fi. Or even that. What is your opinion or thoughts on that? Okay. I mean, look, there are hundreds of thousands of security programs out there that can handle, that claim to be able to handle every scenario under the sun, give you a blowjob <laughs> while doing it, and also, you know, increase I your mean, ROI. Is there but, a blowjob to patch interface or something like that? <laughs> oh, are, are you interested in that, Patches? Getting, yes, yes, absolutely. For, as many as I do, I'd, be, I'd be a heavy man. <laughs> honestly, this is more, to me, a a question of personal preference. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a security guy, I absolutely fucking hate BYOD. I understand why it exists, and I'll support it where necessary. And I try to I try to support any kind of business thing with a, with an informed decision. Look, there's risk to everything. We need to quantify that risk. And if the business is interested mm-hmm. in taking on that risk, we can do it. But you're damn well going to know what it could cost us. And my current company is interesting. We have a mix of, let's say, BYOD okay. with phones. Phones is, phones is allow safe. I mean, like, and I put that in quotes. I mean, phones, phones is, are safe in that everyone brings yeah. a phone in. But should they be connecting to the Wi-Fi? Go ahead. My personal belief is that phones go yes. on a guest network. Any, you can bring in your laptop if you want. It's going on the guest network. It's not connecting to my company's particular products. And I'll give you webmail. But if you want to do work for me, I I personally believe I'm giving you a system because that's just cost of doing business. Now, that might not be, you know, some CTO out there who's listening to it and while also reading a, a BYOD brochure from Microsoft 365. <laughs> that might not be his particular okay. take to on this. To talk about the CTO, how often have you been told... The CTO special, open his firewall. <laughs> or the CEO is special. I think the better question would be how often mm. have you done it. Okay, how often have you done it? Without, you know, breaking any NDAs or anything like that. Give us a, just, never? Never. Mm. Interesting. Never. I, I personally wouldn't do it either. And that, like, you know, I mean. Well, so generally it comes back to yeah. communication. I need to effectively communicate how dumb this idea is. In the event that I can't convince the CTO that it's dumb, I go to the owner. If I can't convince the owner it's dumb, I have left. Yeah. I've left. It, that that right. becomes mm-hmm. more for me. And that's a hard I, pass. I, I mean, that's, I that's no not a liability you want to take on because yeah. if something goes Absolutely. wrong, it's on you at that point. Absolutely. Exactly. And I'm just yeah. not taking that. That is, I have left contract. How, how many CEOs have, have been given the whole, hey, this is someone from finance and we need to write a check to pay for this and blah, 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 blah. And he's gone, okay, sure. You know? And it's, mm-hmm. in my opinion, personally, I don't care who you are. You're not special. If your computer is on my network, you're not getting special privileges. Even I don't have those special privileges, well, you know? You know, I honestly really? don't believe that okay. either. Because as sysadmins, we tend to become very Absolutely. And it's, it's, my, a good thing it's my service. It's a very good thing for, mm-hmm. for a sysadmin. However, from a business standpoint, honestly, that system's not yours. That network is not yours. That is the business's yep. decision to make. Now, whether or not I, as a moral human being, am willing to make that change mm-hmm. is different. But that is 100% that business's st- decision, risk, and everything. Well, okay. So to quantify, yes, I agree with you. That it's, it's the business's thing. It's the business's system. However, it's my job to make sure that it's not compromised, insecure, unpatched, wide the fuck open. So if the CTO or CEO or the head of HR says, Hey, I really need to get on Facebook right now. I'm going to say, no, you don't have a business reason to do that. That is, from a sysadmin position, personally, only partially your place to say. 
that is a management sure. decision. Sure, sure. And if the head of HR needs access to Facebook, you can, in your position, inform the decision makers. But if you're well, not absolutely. that absolutely. end decision maker, that's not yours. And that one for me is a very simple one. I mean, personally, I've always been of, as long as you're not fucking with the system, mm-hmm. I don't care. You can go to whatever you want. I'll give you the safe porn sites to go to, and I'll install <laughs> an ad blocker. Like, this is a business decision. This is so totally okay. not something I need so, to deal with. In my so, opinion, that's on you know? the porn question. How much porn have you actually seen in a business day-to-day? That wasn't your <laughs> Yeah, presumably stuff he hasn't created and or viewed himself. Thank you for covering <laughs> yeah. both aspects of that. I, 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 knew, go I, I wasn't going to cover the created. I knew he kind creates like his own, but, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got at least 10 views that, on Were that. they all you yours? Refresh, How much refresh, have I refresh? seen? <laughs> Do you remember a while back, I don't know if it's still a big thing, where you could you could set up a squid proxy and run a script that would randomly pull images out I of the proxy? I heard about that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to do that at an organization mm-hmm. several years ago, and that was always <laughs> good fun. In terms of honestly, like, true issues that I've seen, are you talking, like, issues that have come of it or just that I've noticed people... A little bit of both. For? You can answer either way. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever you've got, so, you know. For people that for people I've seen, I've seen quite a lot. I've seen quite a lot. I've seen it done at very interesting times, such as during you know, meetings. <laughs> wow. I've seen it... I've seen it come from all the way to the sure. from the top sure, to the sure. bottom, the sure. janitor to the CTO. Not that the janitor's the bottom. In fact, I think they're oh, they're pretty super high important. Janitors, are, oh, you, you, I get but, what you're saying. You're not saying the janitor's the bottom, but from what is considered the lowest position from of the your organizational to the highest right? would be CEO to janitor. I've Absolutely. seen it. In terms of issues mm-hmm. that I've come out of, I've seen maybe five or six that are shining out to me right now that have resulted in either breaches or mm-hmm. HR action. Well, I mean, they've all resulted right. in HR, <laughs> but I think only one or two of those resulted in any kind of like bad thing. Technically, yeah, like a, a technical consequence. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Huh. I mean, you can just do sane ad blocking and you tend to take care of a lot sure. of it anyway. Hey, so, there's 20 singles in my area that want to talk to me. What should I do? Click. Right. <laughs> there's, there's 20 singles in proxy detected. So Chat now. do you do phishing emails? Do you do phishing training emails? How do you handle preventing your users from clicking on the things they shouldn't click on? Like, hey, traffic cameras have been opened up in your area. Click here to view them. Like, do you do anything like that? So in my current organization, the let's say sure. my primary employer, I own and run the employee education, okay. the security education okay. program. We have a fairly, in my opinion, mature, but we're maturing it for okay. the program. Currently, and I'll say what we're currently doing okay. and what's roadmapped. Currently, weekly, I send out an article on our intranet that is mandatory read. All, all employees how do must you, read it. How, how do you confirm they read it? We don't. Okay. We don't. But there's enough dissemination that okay. I get the right. vast majority. I write about weekly threats, things that I see in the wild that my vendor mm-hmm. gives okay. me. That's the first stage. Every month, I send targeted phishing attacks to, or by department. Do you randomize that, or to, do you just do the entire department? So, not only do I randomize it, I randomize it in terms of what they get mm, and mm. when they get it. Each person gets a different email at a different time, so they can't all <sighs> nice. confer with each other and say, nice. "Yeah, oh, we well, get this. all the same time, all the same department." And it, it's funny. It's like, "Oh, did you see that one? Yeah, it was pretty funny." Ha ha. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and it's like all the same content. Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For my current organization, our click rate is about oh 20%. wow, that's great. It's that's, a little bit lower, probably about really, really 2.8. Good. Yes, overall the users. I, I'm that's pleased really with good. that. In fact, Honestly, I, that's, I can't that's even phenomenal. I can't even 
explain how incredibly impressed yeah. I am. With I, that. I know there are places that we are not. I don't think we're over that much by very much, but we also have good education. But not to. I, I know there are places that are much worse. Have you seen a place that's worse than that? Okay, I have. Let me finish my ask. I'm bragging, damn it. Quarterly, I mm-hmm. send out video training. I try to spend about 15 minutes on a topic. I don't want to waste people's time. And I try to make it extremely relevant to what we do as a business and to what people do day to day. I find that has been very helpful in keeping people engaged. Once I get past the 15 minutes, they just don't watch it anymore. And all of that training is positive. They require interaction with it. There's a mm-hmm. test or whatever. And a lot of this is done through the vendor. We, we utilize Know Before, which is pretty common. It's the cheapest out there, and it's a fairly good platform. Cool. On top of that, I do a lot more outside of that vendor. Currently, and I'm, I'm writing talks on, on employee education at the moment to give out at uh, B-Sides and mm-hmm. conferences. I get my face out there. I refuse to hide behind my screen. I go out. I talk to people face-to-face as much as I can. I stress that things are, you know, we're protecting the company. We're protecting our mm-hmm. data. You're not in trouble. Protecting your employment, know, really, like that. Is, is what it was. Huh? No, no, no. No, I have absolutely no authority. No, 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 no. no. I, sorry. I yeah, I, I realize I phrased that poorly. Yeah. I mean, if the company gets attacked in such a way that they take such a loss, well, they're going to lose their job because they have to fire everyone. Yeah, everybody. I mean, I, I think what Brent is trying but, to say is, like, if you get ransomware because you accidentally click something, like, you know, you, you have... you're dumb the, enough to not have append-only backups. Right. So you have the, the ability to tell people, hey, you know, listen, it doesn't matter what happened. Just come tell me so we can take care of it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you don't want your users living in fear of, oh, my right. God, I have ransomware on my computer. I, I'm not going to tell anybody. And then it spreads and spreads and spreads. And, you know, if they just kind of told you, it would have been contained to them. Like, so you try and keep yeah. your users as educated as possible. Like, hey, if you get ransomware, come tell me immediately. I don't care what you click. Just come tell me. You know, and welcome, yeah, yeah. Educated yeah, and yep. comfortable. I want yeah. them to be comfortable with yeah. talking to me. So that's, that's a good soft skill to have, a, by the from way. A, like, so the fact that you're working on that is I think good. Deviant, when Deviant Olin was on, I think he mentions, or was it Deviant Olin? Maybe it was Johnny. Someone specifically mentioned. We don't think mentioned, we've had Deviant Olin on. I think we've had Johnny Expos on. With the Hope talks we did. Oh, oh, right, 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 right. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Correct. So I think one of the... No, damn it. I'm still well, not I'm, I'm saying that he specifically mentioned an incentives program, but we do need to wrap it up. So so finish your current thought and we need to move into the All next right, segment. Well, we also implement full high enforcement application whitelisting across the organization, which has saved quite yeah. a lot of our mm-hmm. ass. And now I'm currently monthly going through each department, getting trained to do their job, watching their training, watching how they interact with things and implementing policy review to fix little leaks and things like that. Right. Out of that. Cool. Cool. Okay, great. See, I can be I can be terse. You can be terse. You're (laughs) always terse. (laughs) I appreciate it. Taters. No, no, he's oh taters. I still have my I still have my taters box Uh, in the garage, by the way. Get out. Unless it's taters on it. Oh, so many people have that instead of me. Come on. (laughs) Like so many people. But have they sent you the actual box? No, they just sent me pictures of it. I've actually looked at buying one. It's a potato. It's a box for potatoes from the you know the old days. You would. Is it big enough? Huh? Is it big enough to turn into a server rack? No, no, it's like not, an ATU or something. No, it's, okay. it's unfortunately not even wide <laughs> no. enough for a server. Oh, that's a shame. But it would be kind of cool to do that, though. Sure. Yeah. Damn. Jathan, I like idea. Yo. You're still with us? Are you He's ready? Asleep. Okay. So if we, if we, if we have thirty clams, but then we lose half of them, sixty-five. What? That is not true. How many clams are we left with? Twenty-seven. How did we lose them? Does it matter? Five. Yeah. 
Five times. We'd have five because times. if you just left them they, on the sidewalk, they might still show back up because they're walking. No, 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 no. We drop them back into the ocean. The net, yeah, they don't really walk. They, the, there was a net, a hole in the net. Taters climbed. Uh, yeah, taters climbed. Well, I don't sure, feel but, good about this. The clams we, being abused we, like this. No, no, no. They're not abused. They they got back to the. They got back home. Well, clams don't belong the in the ocean. Uh, I'm sorry. All right. Anyway, there's I'm, freshwater and saltwater clams, Jay. It just occurs to okay, me that what, the what you're trying to get at is 15. I think you want me yes. to say 15 clams. No, yes, you want you to say that's 27. No, that's that. You, you need to check your math. Yeah, Jayton. Why don't you give us your 15 clams? All right. Well, I thought this would be a fun one while Taters was here because he constantly is giving me shit for <laughs> lamenting about my lack of job at Apple Incorporated. Sure. So. Oh, thank you. What God. I so Taters, since you don't know anything, fifteen clams <laughs> is basically just an opportunity for me to talk about whatever the fuck I want. I try to keep it mostly oh, technical good. or at least somewhat related. So is this is this where people turn off? So well, I should we, like say we gave him you know, hey, thanks, we gave him the Taters. segment so so he could get it out of his system and he didn't have to interject it during the actual main segment. So oh, good. So this is where people turn off. Good to know. Yeah. But uh, no, this is a this is a good question because I really thought we we're going to talk more about like career paths and shit like that but mm-hmm. so i had been talking to somebody the other day and i don't remember how it came up or whatever but i was talking about basically uh having a hard time deciding about where i really wanted to work sort of early on in my career and blah 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 and they brought something up that i'd never really thought of before and that was that oftentimes working somewhere like apple or google or facebook or amazon or all these other fucking dumbass places especially early in your career when you're at sort of a like an sre role or like a i don't know not pulling things from Stack Overflow per se, but, you know, when you're doing some, like, interesting scripting that, like, you have to have access to the guts of things, but you don't really actually control the guts in any capacity. You know, say you do that for a couple of years at a place like Apple, you then leave Apple, you go to another place, you're bound by some kind of NDA or non-compete or whatever. So it just kind of shows up on your resume as a bit of a black box. I'm curious what everyone's thoughts are on that in terms of it being an early versus later career move or any career move. Like, if you leave college, let's assuming you go to college and you go directly to work somewhere like Apple, is it ultimately not a good career choice because of the black box nature of it? And to piggyback on that, how important, like in Linux world, like working with open source tools and making open source contributions and shit like that, it tends to be something that is looked pretty favorably upon by employers. But what about in Windows where you don't really have that same sort of, I don't want to say the same environment or community, but, you know, you don't see people publishing all kinds of open source Windows tools the same way. I mean, they are out there. There are open They're source out Windows there, but tools. Yeah, but it's, it's not quite the same, I feel. The number, yeah. The community around Windows is not the same as the community around Linux. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, yeah, Taters, I think this is mostly on you here. Oh. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm curious, like, what is the equivalent in the Windows world of, like, open source contributions, and then, you know, what are your thoughts on the sort of career thing? Mm. Let me start with the career thing, because I think that the open source mm. thing is going to yeah. be a bigger discussion. We, Actually, we might have could be as well. that, honestly. I mean, that's... No, that's, that's all right. I've seen a couple of different issues. I've seen people, and recruiters have told me this now, I've never been fortunate enough to get mm. a job at Apple. Not <laughs> that I would ever take it, but whatever. He says, right. never having gotten an offer, but right. whatever. I've heard that it could be detrimental in that employers won't hire you. Because they're they feel that you're just too mm. qualified. You too think, they qualified. They're going to ask for too much money. Well, they I've think been turned out for being overqualified. Money. Yeah. Well, I just mm-hmm. today, let me ask actually, you this: just to really quick piggyback on this, say you interview, you get hired, work at Apple, 
when you go to leave, what's your next step? Like, are you going to go, you're going to go be a sea level somewhere? Like, I mean. No, you're you not going to be a sea level somewhere. Well, I mean, it depends what you do at Apple. If you're a sea level at Apple, maybe. But I mean. But no, my, I mean, my point is, like, what well, he's trying to say is, you go to work at Apple, you spend five years working at Apple, all of a sudden you come out of it or you want to go work somewhere else. They're going to say what taters are saying that you're going to be worth too much money. Like you, you, you know, where do you, what do you do with that? I don't know about this that, is, though. This I mean, I, I wasn't has to me going about. to be making huge amounts of money there, necessarily. But I do wonder, like, let's say I went to Apple, and right now I'm just about at three years post-graduation. What if I had gone to Apple, and now it's three years, Apple is, you know, making me want to fucking hang myself or something. I'm now looking for another job. What can I really put on my resume? I was an SRE at Apple. It took you three years to want to hang yourself after working. <laughs> well, you I want to hang myself every day in more like three days. So. Right. Come on. Right. <laughs> Honestly, Jathan, I violated so many fucking NDAs at this point in my career. What's an NDA? <laughs> like, uh, not really anything I worry about. Yeah. Man, it's like, man, I'm signing this. It's like, this isn't worth mm. the paper I'm fucking writing on. <laughs> Who is Rusty Shackelford? <laughs> <laughs> I signed banana. <laughs> For the listeners, that is not Tater's real name, by the way. I, that joke may have fell flat because, you know, we don't... That joke didn't fall really, flat. But... Everybody okay. knows. Uh, hey, I think it's going to be a short man. episode, by the way. Well, you can't say that at the end. Also, it's it's a longer episode. So. I, know, I'm sorry. I know. I have no I'm idea what your time constraints are. Oh, it's, We have none. We no, we, we have no time any, constraints. But we just have a goal. What's a time constraint? Oh, I will not hit your goals. Get back to the topic. Back to the topic, right. Topic at hand. So do you, as somebody who is maybe in a managerial position, you feel like that is a disadvantage for somebody who's maybe a little bit younger? I don't, but I'm not your typical person. Mm. You got to remember, you know, the Peter principle. So people are going to get promoted to level to the level of their incompetence. Mm -hmm. And you're going to get people who are scared, who don't have any idea what the fuck they're doing. Some people are going to love, they're going to say, oh, he worked for Apple. He's amazing. And hire somebody who has no idea what the fuck they're doing. And you're going to get other people who are going to say, I can't even bring him in. He's going to be too expensive. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I really haven't been in that position. So this is more speculation for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, so fuck it then. Let's move on. <laughs> what about the, the sort of open source contribution sort of community around Windows? Like, you know, you could walk into a Linux admin job and you could show that you've developed on, you know, Linux server applications or whatever the fuck the case may be. You can demonstrate that you have a very strong knowledge because you have your website and you have of you know, relevant blog posts and shit like that. Obviously, you can do some of that, like the documentation and stuff with Windows. But what is the equivalent of working on an open source project and like really bolstering your Windows skills in that way? Tech debt posts? Actually, it's very similar. You can still work on your open source stuff. Generally, now GitHub and all of those things are becoming, well, they're not becoming. Mm -hmm. But for at least for Windows stuff, you're starting to see more of that out there, especially with PowerShell on yep. Linux. But before that, I tended to see a lot of emphasis towards personal blogs. <laughs> Here is where I have written down 600 posts of stuff that I've dealt with. It's been done in a professional manner. I've dealt with unique problems, and here's where they're at. I get this much, well, I, I really haven't seen this much traffic type conversations, but mm -hmm. generally between that and sort of the environment you worked in, you know, a Windows admin's a dime a dozen, but a Windows admin who's worked in a 50,000 computer or a 50,000 client or user environment is not. That's a sure. much different skill set. Oh, yep. So that tends to be really what drives, at least in my opinion, the, the Windows market. It's all, it's very much a show me though, and that's that's my personal interviewing style. I want to be shown what you can do. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty common across all platforms: BSD, so, Linux, yeah. yeah, everything. 
Yep. So what would be like, you know, in terms of being a Linux admin, getting started in your career, we, we have not like a definitive list of like, here's the things you must do, but we have sort of an idea of like, well, certainly things not that you the should list do. that we had for Peyton. No, so. no, not, not for Peyton. <laughs> but but <laughs> things that, My you know. My list is not the definitive be all. <laughs> things right. that like. Holy cow. You, well, typically, well, you it, maybe get started with a VPS, you, you install a web server and get some kind of application running on top of it. What is the Windows equivalent? Like, what's the crash course in Windows? What's the first thing you do? I think what Jathan is asking here is, what is the pink book equivalent of Windows, right? Kind of. I don't think you read through the pink book as a starting point in a Linux career. For a, Although oh, if you, you did, should. you'd be pretty fucking well off. Yeah, you should. Yeah. So, Taters, to clarify, I don't know if you're familiar, but we it's not even pink anymore. But there's a, a book that we refer to as the pink book. It's written by Evie Nemeth and a couple of others. It's fantastic. It will teach you everything you need to know about administrating any Nix-based system, whether it's Linux, BSD, whatever. Is there an equivalent of that of Windows where there's some sort of basic knowledge that's required for the industry? No. And okay. that's actually where the industry becomes an issue. Mm. It is extremely easy to get a job in a, a Windows position. Interesting. Generally, your entry-level help desk positions are going to be Windows. Let's be honest. Yeah. You're not seeing as many or as saturated of a market for entry-level Linux admins or Linux help desk. True. Just about anybody can do it. It's not hard. So because of that and because of the saturation of the market that comes from that, like I said, Windows admins are a dime a dozen. Mm -hmm. You can go out and you can get like your uh, MCSC or MC. T-I-P, I want to say. Mm. There's a couple of different certs out there that you can get, but most people just start out clicking their way through things and they're, they're the computer guy for the organization and suddenly they're an admin and now they're, you know, 30 years in, they've got all this experience, so they become another admin. Mm -hmm. So there's no real quick test, I guess, or, or a quick reference to separate the wheat from the chaff, in other words. There may be. I mean, personally, my test for that is PowerShell knowledge. Okay. That is pretty recent, too, so it would show... I look to see, and yeah. that there's a large, large number of Windows, Windows admins that absolutely refuse, mm. absolutely flat-out refuse to learn PowerShell, and mm. they are going to die off. Yeah, and that absolutely. Is, they are not going to be able to maintain a job, mm -hmm. and that's, to me, that's fine. I, you know what, adapt or die. I and think, yeah, no, I'm, doing it. I'm with that. And I think you, I think the Linux equivalent might be Python, if you don't know Python yeah. at this point. Uh, I think it's fucking Bash. It's, well, all right. Bash. Uh, bat, Python yeah. slash Bash. I, Bash. I, I think if you know either one, you're you're not you're knowing okay. Bash is a non-starter. I think, but for a senior admin role, at the very least, yeah, I would say Python. But Ruby, yeah, probably I mean too, that's maybe. no. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think I mean Perl. No, yeah. nobody fucking uses Perl anymore. Nobody likes Perl in this no. conversation. Jesus, I mean, well, there's that one asshole. Fuck Perl. Well, well yeah. So like it's. And Ruby, and Python, and Bash, and PowerShell. Fuck With the whole Perl 5 thing, I think that was the death of Perl. Like, you don't really see much of it anymore. I have to agree. I actually haven't seen a lot of Perl recently. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but I never really knew why. I just I just figured it fell out of... I think it's the Perl 5, the switch to Perl 5, because a lot of the syntax is different, and they lost a lot of the, the previous Perl developer, or people who just would use it. So well, That's kind of dumb. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there was reasoning. Yeah, there was reasoning. I don't necessarily think it's good reasoning but it was there so yeah i i think python is, is probably rather than pearl it used to be pearl granted you know maybe late 90s early 2000s absolutely i would say it would be pearl without question but i'm now old it's, 
<laughs> I feel you. Someone was talking about an AGP video card earlier today in, in our chat, in uh, our IRC channel. And I was like, oh my gosh, I remember those. And now I feel old. I but, had to go searching for an ISA. Oh my gosh. ISA 10 base T card. <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> because it was a BNC connection. It was already set up. Mm-hmm. And you still need one? I have no, no, like a, no, no, a drawer not, of them. No, no, no. Nice. This was 15 years ago. But oh, okay. my Come point on. is. When it was relevant. It wasn't even Back relevant. when it was relevant. No, it was yeah. not. I still had to go. Ah. No. 15 years ago, it wasn't relevant. It was not uh, relevant uh, 15 years ago. We were, it was, we'll say, we'll say it was on a legacy system 15 years ago. I now, definitely saw it more often than I do now. But Now sure. we're on museum level. Yes. Of, of that shit. So. Or an HVAC system. Uh, that's a kill it with fire, take off from orbit, and nuke it no, from orbit. Kind of no, thing. there's there's a certain yes, elegance. Absolutely. No, there's no. a certain elegance no, in those fuck that. No, fuck ISA. Fuck ISA in the ear. ISA sucks my balls. Well, he was talking about, what did you say, VAX, right? I don't BMS? know. None of this matters. No, I said HVAC system. HVAC. Nothing really that matters. That is so common Which anymore. Is, well, well they're, HVACs are everywhere. <laughs> Because that's yeah. that's air conditioning. Whole buildings run off of those fucking ISA cards. <laughs> well, uh, well, uh, Jesus. Yeah, Christ. no, I I heard HVAC and I thought VAC, which well, is VAC, different. VAX, right? VAC, VM, vaccinate, VAX vaccinate your children. Free Hong Kong, but not yeah. HVAC is something different, <laughs> right? So the no, I, I don't know. It's still relevant in a way. It's good to see where we came from because it helps us know where we're headed. I came for my mom. Do you guys think Murphy's Law is still relevant? I came to your mom as well. Not oh, Murphy's Law. Not Murphy's Law. Wait, wait. Murphy's Law wait. is always relevant. Not the, the Moore's fucking, Law? Thank you. Moore's, Moore's Law. Law. Yes, Moore's Law. Actually, no, it's not relevant anymore. Because yeah. we're not seeing we're not I think seeing we finally. I think we we're finally seeing, hit the max of it, right? Of, what we're of seeing what is we're seeing can more do. cores at that CPU speed than we are doubling the speed. Yeah, and we can't we can't really get a much higher frequency out of CPUs anymore. With it's going to have to be quantum before we start seeing doubles again. Yeah, yeah, I, think I feel so. like people have said that so many times over. What history. the fuck does that have to do with anything? No, well, the, I'm what does your mom have to do with it? We've said in our current state that we can't see any future. This is the end, right? And then something happens, and there's a it's word. the True. end of the world as we yeah. know it. So I feel fine. <laughs> I can't speculate on that, honestly. I mean, who knows? I would say we've reached be. we've reached the end of Moore's law with silicon. Yeah, but, uh, yes, yes, with silicon, yes. Now some yeah. other new fancy dancy fucking crystal bullshit may come out, and that's you know we're looking at twelve gigahertz at you know hundred thousand cores or whatever. <laughs> what essential what? oils? He said essential oils. Listen, it's I 1. carry 75 around five Karens. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see your manager, sir. Yeah, how about 75 carats? <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Guys, woo. I think uh, I think that's Come a on, good J-Thon. point to close give this out. Woo. Does anyone... Yeah, give Jason, you want to give us a woo? It's been a while. No, I'm not feeling a woo. You're not feeling do a it. woo? Do it. No do woo. it now. Do it now. Oh. How, how do I come on this show and you don't give me a fucking woo? Yeah, fucking woo for us, bitch. Woo me, bitch. Give it. Do it for woo the fans him. at the least. He's our guest. Woo! There we there go. go. Oh, I love it. There you go. That was terrible. That was hell of a clip. That, that gave me a stiff. Shit herself. <laughs> my I, my oh, intermittent membranous tip is now stiff. Oh my gosh. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, I think that's a good point as any to close this out. Does anyone have any it's closing great. remarks? Closing statements? No. Oh, follow uh, me on th- Twitter. Thanks to Tater for yeah. being here. Yeah, we'll link to hey, Twitter. Real but... quick, I have a sh- I have a couple shout outs really fast. Oh gosh, here we go. Yep. 
I have a shout out to the number one fan, A Mayor. A Mayor, what's up, buddy? Okay. Lord and then Jesus. also I have another shout out to New Guy. New Guy. New Guy, yeah. I gotta remember his name. Well, you yeah. can probably Payton. really feel the love right now. Yeah, Peyton, what's the point of a shout out if you can't remember the guy's name? Hey, listen, man. You know I, what, new I, guy? You should find a new podcast to like. There are two guys I know of. There was Nixie, Noah Lau. who's been in the channel before, and Noah Lau. Who and then there's the MS Net. You're thinking of and MS. I think Noah Lau. Noah Lau. So That's shout the... out to Noah Lau. Yeah, I forgot wow. about What's up, Noah Lau. Well, Noah Lau just converted to a Jason fan because uh, I remembered yes. his fucking name. <laughs> These right. guys are all in the fucking user list right now. Right. I know. How do you not? Hey, you could have just done a slap I don't have it. I don't actually have a user list on my IRS assignment. You could have just done a slap. None of us do either. Slash names, Peyton. Try it out. Get good. Learn to IRC. He's probably going to crash a desktop if he does that. <laughs> Fuck you in the butt, okay. bitch ass. Do uh, not threaten me with a good time. Oh, gosh. I will, okay. absolutely. So, okay. no yes. allow Nixie. Hey, MSNet is shout out the to one you you're guys. forgetting. Uh, MSNet, uh, also a shout out to you. And obviously hey, a shout out to a mayor, number one fan. Uh-huh. Shout out to Jedi Jeff, too. I mean, come yeah, on. Hey, yeah, Jim, a, Jim like, Fisher. Ah, Jim. Uh, you Good know, old Jeff. If you're, if you're hanging out there, uh, you know, what's up, buddy? If you're going to the Hope beaches. if you're going to Hope next year, uh, definitely We're not. find Jim or and or Beaches. They I might actually be there. be there. I might actually be there in the RF Village. Well, there you go. That's probably where Jim's going to be, honestly. He that will be there. Me. That's where he was last year. Yeah, he's, uh, last he's, time. he's yeah. one of those okay. ham nerds. Okay, I'm a ham nerd too. Thank you very much. Go for right. yourself. Nothing wrong with that. I think we're uh, I think we're closing that up. Yeah, yeah. Payton I think we're I think we're good. both. Cool. So this has been System Minister Trivia. I'm Brent. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Peyton. And with us tonight we had Taters. <laughs> <laughs> Taters has been a pleasure. We'd love to have you back on at some point in time, whenever you're free. It may happen. Cool. Fantastic. Other than that, we'll, it uh, may. we'll see you around. We need, a feedback. we need a firm confirmation on this. Okay? We'll see the feedback. <laughs> we'll see the, the feedback. Cool. We'll see you guys around. Bye.